Hi, honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the comedy club on state in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a joke festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live endless honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a joke festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really Pacific. great way to connect to the community of the Endless Sunny Moon podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We are not in the same location. Natasha and I separated after her abuse of my dog. But strangely, you have Pablo with you. Yeah, he's here. Um, I just think that uh, this kind of distance is very healthy for our relationship. Yours and Pablo's? No, me and yours. Like, I'm trying to make up for lost time because you used to go on the road every weekend. And then during the pandemic, you didn't. So we got, like, all that time together. So now I feel like it's good for us to get a lot of time apart right now. I'm definitely enjoying it too, Natasha. It's been really <laughs> nice. Okay, well, we have a question that uh, someone... Well, we have a lot of questions, but here's one I liked. My wife's best friend asked me to sleep with her. What do I do? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it depends on if I guess that person can keep a secret, right? Oh, come on. Well, what do you mean? What what a what an inane question. What do I do? Well, you don't sleep with your wife's best friend. I mean, why is oh, that? Even... I get it. Does he tell or she? No, it's a guy. He need, does he tell his wife? Of course. Yes. That's the end of her friendship. And that's like such a shit starter. What's the other option? Tell her, oh no, I won't sleep with you, but I'm not gonna ruin your friendship with my wife because I, I know what a dear, a dear person you've been to her other than the time you tried to fuck her husband. <laughs> I mean... Wait, I really like this. This is very clear thinking. So you 100% don't keep a secret from your wife and you can keep a lot of secrets from your wife, many secrets from your wife, especially when she goes out of town, but not that one. That one, 
is just such an obvious she's got a fucking traitor in her midst why who are you protecting a bad friendship or i don't even 100 percent. if your best friend tried to fuck me i would tell you really yeah and actually i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you right now axel rose your best friend lead singer of guns and roses tried to seduce me last night because he heard that I was out of town. See, I like that you're saying this because I'm like, in my head, I was like, well, you don't want to like mess up her friendship. But at the same time, it's like, what kind of friendship is that? It isn't a friendship. Friends don't fuck friends' husbands. That's a classic saying. I think it was Confucius that said that. All right, well, that was so quick. Maybe I should do another one. Yeah, read another. Here's another one. Live together before marriage, how crucial. You know, I well, what do you I think? was gonna say extraordinarily crucial, but then it's like, why? So you're like get talked out of it. You know, like why not just deal with with it? It's gonna suck. They're gonna lay their shoes out in a way that you fucking can't stand and you're gonna trip over it, and they're gonna like not close a cabinet ever and gonna have different ideas about like which way the toilet paper should go but it's like maybe this is just god speaking to you maybe this is all just grist for the mill you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it as yeah maybe god wants you to close the cabinets yourself maybe god wants you to clean up after your husband that is a really interesting point i'm glad you finally brought up god on this podcast after 300 something episodes we're getting, we're getting to the truth that you're a religious um, zealot. I was thinking about this the other day, Natasha. You know, they talk a lot about the invisible labor of women, which definitely exists. And I've been lectured a plenty about it in after we uh, have our little disagreements. But no one ever talks about the invisible labor of men. How many, what percentage of the hours, how many hours do you think we've spent in a car together total, if you had to guess? 500 500 what how many of those hours would you say you were driving 40 minutes 40 minutes out of 500 hours that sounds that like about a fair estimate things you do you another you tech support and you drive and you cook that's why i keep you around thank god you have those skills and and, and you're a great dad and and what percentage of um, household projects, would you say you've, you've, uh, participated in things like hanging up, uh, lights or fixing a hole in the wall? Well, what would you say that first is? First of all, household Zero? projects, you mean things that you get excited to do? I mean, what about is, is doing the laundry every week a household project is. No, that's housework. That's different. That's part of the invisible labor of women, which I am acknowledging. And I am as a woke ally, I acknowledge. But what I'm trying to say is that there's an invisible labor of men that no one seems to talk about because it doesn't fit um, the agenda of the social justice warrior community. I'm joking. Um, do you believe in the invisible labor of men? No. No. When men do work that women don't do, that's just what they should do. No. But when men do work, they talk about it and lord it over you. Women don't do that. So that's yes, not it's true. Not, you do it's, not invisible. it's not invisible labor if you're lording it over people. So <laughs> fuck you. Let's move on. Don't live with them. 
before you get married because then you'll never move in and then you'll never have a chance at a beautiful family. So that's my answer. I say move in together because it's good to get a little bit of a flavor of what you're getting yourself into. But I think you're right, Natasha, that it doesn't even matter if you live together before marriage because the uh, the death by a thousand cuts annoyance doesn't actually begin until years into the relationship. So you overlook things like an, an open cabinet is cute. And then it, you get about the six year mark of marriage and it stops being so cute and it starts being- hey, that's my, this is my shtick. What are you, why are you taking my shtick from me? I'm supporting your shtick. I think you've got one of the best shticks in town. <laughs> All right. You have one of the best shticks in town too. Thanks my dear. Why don't we play a secret or two? Let's do it. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Um, so my secret, I haven't told anyone. Um, it happened with my ex, and I don't know if he's told anyone, but not to my knowledge. Um, it was like sophomore year of college. We were down in Southern California visiting his family. I'm from Northern California. Um, but we were down there, and we were driving from Santa Clarita to Burbank, and we passed canyon country something or other like shopping mall and he said oh that Kohl's is where I used to always go back to school shopping let's have sex in the changing room so I was like you know young and dumb like 19 and so I was like yeah and we had okay sex in the Kohl's changing room I remember looking over and there being a Captain America themed sundress hanging in it so that kind of sets the stage and it was a really busy day at Kohl's there were hella people um, but yeah, it, I wouldn't do it again, but we did have sex and a cotton on a few times after that. Uh, thanks. Bye. What'd she say? We did have sex and what? I didn't, I couldn't get it. Laura, did you get it? Yeah. Cotton on is a store. Oh, cotton on. Cotton on. Okay. Well, the point is these, these things are, ne these sexual, these sexcapades are never, um, the best sex of your life. They're yeah, more like, I don't know why she's sure. complaining about it being okay. You know, it's it's sex in the changing room. It's not supposed to be good sex. Good sex happens elsewhere. Sex in the, the changing room is, the point is that it's in the changing room. If one person comes during sex like this, it's a hit. Right. It, it's, a, it's a miracle even, I would say. I uh, do not and have never found um, having sex in unusual outdoor, let's get caught, that adds to it type of places to be interesting in any way. I disagree. I think it's novel and fun and adventurous. That's because you're kind of a square. Like you like to like, you know, you like like the police. You like to pretend like you're the police. I love the police. Yeah, that's sort of my thing. I, I'm classically- You know, Burning Man, you like to be in charge of like who gets in. Like you kind of like, you're like, you're, you're not like trying to get you know, you're kind of more square. I wouldn't call myself square. I mean, I've had much more adventurous sex than you, I would get, I would venture. It just doesn't uh, equal, uh, I need to go into a, a mall food court in order to get my rocks off. There's nothing well, about it. Would you? If I suggested it, would you? If it was one of your fantasies, I would do it for you. No, it wasn't a fantasy. It was just, why not, honey? Let's just do it. I would, it is not what I would prefer, but if it was something that you really wanted, I would do it for you. This already sounds like it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I, it's not, well, that's anti-Semitic. 
And I don't think I would do it. No, if you said, let's have sex in that Kohl's because I used to go back to school shopping there, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because you're like, it's like it's the idea that like, let's just do it and see what happens. Like, let's just try. If we were driving through Rockford and you pointed at a beefaroo and said, that's the beefaroo I always used to get sliders at. Let's go fuck in the bathroom. I don't think I would be interested. But if you were like, it's one of my fantasies, I would say for you, honey, I'll do it. See, you used to fuck girls in your car. And I know this because when we met, I found a pair of black underwear panties, I would call them. Like I would also when I was opening that. the door, they were just kind of there in between the car and the Look. door. And I, now I know that you did this because your house was such a mess. Like none of the cabinets were closed or anything. So I loved people- having sex in a car. I loved a car. Car was great because it was like a, ro- uh, a rolling bedroom with secrets. You could keep secrets in a car. But no, I, I, I remember that. You pulled, you pulled them out. It was really a disaster. You were embarrassed. You were horrified. Well, I did remember the woman who had lost her underwear and we had looked for a long time. We couldn't find it. And of course, uh, uh, you know, the woman I was to marry would find them. But I remember just looking at them and saying, I don't know what those are. I don't, I do not, I do not know what those are. I don't even know what underwear is. I don't even know what panties are. I just, let's just drive away. Wait, but were we dating at the time? Of course. What did you think you were doing in my car? Well, it could, they could have been old undies. Um, speaking of old undies, let's hear a new secret. Oh, hey, uh, I saw this number on the back of a guy's sweatshirt in the subway. Um, I have a secret. Um, I always look up businesses before my uh, friends uh, go out to eat. And if it's like any kind of Republican or uh, MAGA-tinged uh, restaurant or place at all uh, i always usually just make an excuse and i don't go uh, i know that's weird and it's a secret i've been holding in for a while but i just can't handle it all right hopefully this is a secret wetshirt place bye first of all i love the fact that this guy isn't even a fan of the podcast he just saw it on merch this makes me so fucking happy i love it so much and this guy seems like he should be a listener. Yeah, how do we get him? Can we call him back? Can we call him to let him oh. know he would think we were cool? No, he's a random man that just left a secret into the, into the ether. And about his secret, you know, this is what makes me grateful to live in California because every business I ever go into is cuck run, cuck owned, and cuck operated. That should be a um, that should be a colorful uh, poster that people put in their in their in their uh, shopkeeper windows. Cuck oh. owned, cuck operated. In this business, we believe that cuck lives matter. <laughs> kind of a cuck thing. I mean, what is I, I I get it I get it if it's like come on down to Jimmy John's honky tonk whites only barbecue joint, but when you try to suss out like the political leanings of like a chain restaurant, I think you're kind of like, you're in a zone, you're in the like, uh, there's no ethical choices under capitalism. You can't, there, it, it isn't possible for you to ideologically select every restaurant you ever eat at. That's just not, that's just not possible. Well, what do you, what, what do you think when you go to a, go to a place and they have like a Bible quote, do you care? Like in and out In and out, Forever 21, Chick-fil-A. 
Does Forever 21 have Bible quotes? On the bottom of the bag, they have some Bible quotes. Don't they sell like, like skimpy clothes for teens? Yeah. So they're like, for your young Christian slut? <laughs> I don't even, is that? Exactly. I, didn't even, I didn't know that about them. Well, when I, I what do I care about? Christian slut. I don't care if a business, I assume, listen, Christianity is at least, uh, like has some moral qualms about it. Like what about Exxon? I mean, what, what, about Shell, what about Shell Oil? I don't think they're operating under Christian belief systems and they're- There's no they're, ethical choices in capitalism. That's- You just really shop good. where you shop. And if, you know, yeah, you just shop where you shop. That's why I exclusively eat at Cracker Barrels because of their racial weirdness. All right, well, let's hear another secret. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, not to simp or anything, but I freaking love y'all so much. No cap. And I just crushed out three plus years of episodes in about two months. So uh, it was a crazy experience. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, it was weird. We live in the pandemic, but there's nobody else I'd rather do it with. So I'm treating myself to uh, leaving a legitimate secret that I've never told anyone. Um, so I have a black pug, um, just the cutest little runt of a black pug you'll ever see. It's truly the best living creature on earth. It's the only reason I have any friends and that sort of thing. Um, probably the only reason my wife married me. But um, yeah, I'm kind of, good thing I don't talk like this because I'm really kind of out on myself. But anyway, uh, sorry, long-winded. Um I have a black pug. She's cute. She sits on my feet. She looks at me pretty much all day, and I love it most of the time, except for the times that I'm at my computer enjoying myself with some adult material. And one time I was doing such a thing, and without, uh, you know, sorry, Natasha, and about 70% of your listeners, but without getting into too much detail, I like to keep a stack of toilet paper in one hand just kind of aim into there you know helps with the cleanup get on with your day um and so i did and you know i kind of ball it up and sit down in my chair and mm. start to enjoy my moment of clarity and i see my dog looking up at me with a nice giant white glob on her little black head her bulbous little head, and there it was, starting to kind of roll down her little head towards her bulbous little eyes. So my moment of clarity was ruined as I jumped into action and cleaned the shame off of my beloved dog, the dog that people pet and kiss all the time. It's uh, it's weird. All right. Thanks. Love y'all. See ya. The funny thing about this secret is that he's kind of admitting that he got a dog to attract women. No, he's he's married. I know, but he said probably the reason she's with me, it gets me a lot of attention. It's why I have friends. He's kind of using this dog as this like magnet to like have girls come up to him, get seem interesting, and then he just jizzes all over her face. All right, then he degrades the dog. You know what it's called? Actually, there's a term for what he did. What? Bark cocky. Yep. It's a fetish. And 
It's not good. You know, I was thinking, uh, I was shocked that the guy was married, but I was thinking that's kind of interesting, you know, <laughs> if this podcast sticks around for 10 years or 20 years or whatever it is, you know, if you go back, there's going to be all of these episodes of podcasts where everybody's talking about living through the pandemic. And what a weird time capsule it is, because it's like everybody on podcasts talking for an hour or more about what they're going through in this like global crisis. Like when our kids, you know, like when when our kid has a kid, they're not going to know anything about the pandemic other than a little blurb, you know, like a little blip. And it's going to they can what a trip to relive that moment in time that's going to be if people go back and, and into the archives you know like listening to old radio during the great depression or something like that anyway let's get back to the dog getting jizzed on its uh, unnatural eye well it actually made me realize too like wow he downloaded all these three years worth of episodes in a couple months like our child when we die is definitely going to do that right hopefully Oh, you think when when we die, our child is going to log on to uh, uh, like Patreon. Spotify or, or, or join our Patreon and be like, I really want to get to know what my parents were thinking in my early years. Yeah, yeah. that is that is interesting. And like you didn't get that in the past, right? Like Phyllis Diller's kid didn't get to go back and listen to 70 hours of Phyllis Diller talking about how difficult it was to have kids. That'll be interesting, but you know what? That'd be kind of nice too. It's all its all like a time capsule. I was trying to remove some storage from my iPhone the other day because it's full somehow. And I was just like going through all these videos, trying to delete them. And I was looking at these videos that they just span back to when our kid couldn't walk and couldn't talk. And it was like, it was kind of nice that you have this, you have this running record of your life now. There's disturbing stuff about it too, but that's, that's pretty interesting. Anyway, well, don't come in your dog's eye. What'd you say? I said, don't come in your dog's face. That's the message I want to leave everybody with. What's really unsettling is this whole like videos of your past pictures thing. It happened during the pandemic. We were like deep in lockdown when our phones started like, remember December of 2019? And it would be mm -hmm. like a, a song with a montage and it would be like beach days, fun eats. And it was like all these memories coming, like, like kind of like jizzing in your face. You know, it, it was very unsettling to me. That'd be kind of cool if they were like, uh, there was like an iPhone sent you a thing about your sh most shameful moments. You know, remember when you came in the pug's face, but it's like a, a really nice song behind it. Natasha, for those that haven't seen our merch in the wild, why don't you get some? Buy some oh merch. God. Our merch is so amazing. I wear it every day. Yeah, you should get the damn merch. Um, you should also give us a call and leave a secret of your own. 213-222-8608. Or if you want to ask us a more involved question, email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. And also get a goddamn kimono. What are yeah, get a kimono. You're like, they have pockets. We have beach towels. We have short shorts. We have anything you would want. And board life. shorts. Board shorts for the fellows. Short shorts for the ladies. Be a part of our Patreon, Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. Find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts or on Instagram. Natasha, I gotta go, but I love you. I love you too.